Tradcast Express. Tradcast Express, it's Friday, September 18th, 2020. The reason why you've had to wait longer than usual for this new podcast episode is that I was actually trying to present today a full-length Tradcast instead, but that's taking a little bit longer, and so here we are with another Express episode in the meantime. And don't worry, we're definitely not going to run out of things to talk about anytime soon. And the chief reason for that has a name, Jorge Bergoglio, better known by his stage name, Pope Francis. For example, take what he said at the general audience he just held this past Wednesday, September 16th. At a time when basically the whole world is on its way to hell not only on account of sins against morals, but from a near total rejection or at least ignorance of the true faith and the absolutely essential requirements for the divine life in the soul, Francis is concerned about the glaciers in Antarctica. Here's what he said, quote, Today I was reading in the newspaper about those two great glaciers in Antarctica near the Amundsen Sea. They are about to fall. It will be terrible because the sea level will rise, and this will bring many, many difficulties and cause so much harm. And why? Because of global warming, not caring for the environment, not caring for the common home. On the other hand, when we have this relationship, let me say the word, fraternal, it is a figure of speech, a fraternal relationship with creation, we will become guardians of the common home, guardians of life, and guardians of hope. We will guard the heritage that God has entrusted to us so that future generations may enjoy it." Unquote. Folks, almost the entire world thinks that this blathering fool is the Pope of the Catholic Church. A real pope is concerned about the salvation of souls above all else. Read the old papal encyclicals sometime. They are beautiful, and you can really, really see the difference between real popes speaking and the insufferable drivel of these Vatican II counterfeit popes. So, Francis is worried about our common home. Well, you know what? I've got news for you, buddy. This world is not our home. In his letter to the Hebrews, St. Paul writes, quote, For we have not here a lasting city, but we seek one that is to come. Unquote. That's Hebrews 13.14. And in Philippians 3.18-20, St. Paul says, quote, For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. But our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. Unquote. Again, that's Philippians 3, 18 through 20. If that doesn't describe Bergoglio, an enemy of the cross of Christ. 
And that's why he's always obsessing about the temporal world, minding earthly things. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, it's important for a Catholic to assist the needy, to practice the corporal works of mercy, and to have a modest, reasonable care for earthly things insofar as they are necessary for us to obtain our final supernatural end. So, for instance, we all need bodily sustenance. We need a roof over our heads. We need to have employment so we can make a reasonable living, and so on. Those things are important to the extent that they make life possible. But our blessed Lord warns us in the gospel not to obsess over these things, not to be overly concerned with the world. For instance, in St. Luke's gospel, our Lord says, quote, Therefore I say to you, be not solicitous for your life what you shall eat, nor for your body what you shall put on. The life is more than the meat, and the body is more than the raiment. Consider the ravens, for they sow not, neither do they reap, neither have they storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much are you more valuable than they? And which of you, by taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? If then ye be not able to do so much as the least thing, why are you solicitous for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They labor not, neither do they spin. But I say to you, not even Solomon in all his glory was clothed like one of these. Now if God clothe in this manner the grass that is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more you, O ye of little faith? And seek not you what you shall eat or what you shall drink, and be not lifted up on high. For all these things do the nations of the world seek, but your Father knoweth that you have need of these things. Unquote. It's Luke twelve, twenty-two to 30 How beautiful is that? The excessive preoccupation with the things of the world reflects a lack of faith and trust in God. God is the creator of the entire universe, and at every moment he keeps this world in existence. He is in control of this planet, and he cares for his creatures. So Bergoglio is worried about some ice melting in Antarctica, which we have no way of controlling even. The same people who cannot reliably predict tomorrow's high temperature or whether it'll snow next week are the ones trying to tell you what the global average temperature will be in 2030 or 2050. It is absurd. Now, if you pick up a dictionary, you will see that climate is defined as the weather conditions prevailing in an area in general or over a long period. Now, if we cannot control the weather, neither can we control the climate. And that follows with necessity since the climate is just the average weather. But we're always given the impression that the weather is the result of the climate when, in fact, the opposite is true. The climate is the result of the weather. Now, no one would be so foolish 
as to suggest that if you use less gasoline, uh, turn off your air conditioning, and use paper instead of plastic, that somehow that will have an impact on the weather. And yet, they want you to believe that it'll have an impact on the climate. It's crazy. So anyway, what does Francis propose in his Wednesday audience as a way to counteract this frightful attack on our common home? He calls it a revolution of care. Folks, you can't make this junk up. A revolution of care. Well, revolution is definitely what he's all about. And, and uh, he's proposing contemplation as a means to bring about this revolution. He says, quote, contemplating so as to care, contemplating to protect, to protect ourselves, creation, our children, and our grandchildren, and to protect the future, unquote. You know, he could be talking about contemplative prayer as a means for union with God. Instead, he talks about contemplating created nature because what about our kids? This man clearly places the temporal over the eternal, and he neglects the spiritual in favor of the mundane, the supernatural in favor of the natural. And this is going to get worse because all of this is being done in preparation for the inevitable arrival of the Antichrist. It's inevitable because it's part of divine revelation. It will happen. What we don't know is exactly when, but obviously every day that passes is necessarily one day closer to the manifestation of the Antichrist. And we can clearly see that signs are pointing in that direction. Now, according to divine revelation, the Antichrist will, for a brief time, rule the entire world. That's why there is a mass movement for globalism. See, in order for one authority to rule the entire planet, well, the planet must somehow be brought together. The nations have to be either destroyed altogether, for example, by erasing borders, or at least they have to give up enough of their sovereignty to the point where they're willing to be governed by another higher entity. The pretext for this global one-worldism will, of course, be seeking peace, because uh, who could be against that, right? But that peace will not be the peace of Christ, which our Lord told us is not the peace that the world gives. See John 14:27. It will be a false peace that will demand as its price rejection of the true gospel and allegiance to the Antichrist. And that is exactly what the Vatican II Church in general, and Francis in particular, have been gradually preparing their people to embrace especially by means of ecumenism and interreligious dialogue, which are just camouflage concepts for indifferentism and syncretism. Indifferentism being the idea that it doesn't really matter what religion you follow, and syncretism being a mixing of different religions. Religious truth, divine revelation, is de facto relegated to the level of opinion by these people. Just as everyone has one, 
So everyone has his own faith tradition, which God wants there to be a diversity of, according to Francis, right? That's what he said in that uh, blasphemous Abu Dhabi declaration in February of 2019. But what we all know, according to this line of thinking, what we all can agree on, what is not a matter of opinion, is that we're all human beings. We're all brothers. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is, I kid you not, the name of France's new encyclical that will be released on Sunday, October 4th, on human fraternity. All brothers. Omnis Fratres, that is the title. Is it all starting to make sense now? Meanwhile, as we've seen, Francis is worried about global warming. But then, perhaps he really should be. Consider what Pope St. Peter wrote in his second epistle, chapter 3, verse 12. Quote, Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord, by which the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with the burning heat. Unquote. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, it will get hotter. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.